1: or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The lights are
2: out. Hurry, get so the lights go out. The game is over, and we're here
3: to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors
4: Wrap-Up. On 95-7, the game.
5: They will throw it
3: in. Finding Clark. Clark bounce pass over to Morant. He'll drive in. Scoop is up. No good. Rebound. Wiggins. The Warriors win. The Warriors win. Memphis got the look they wanted, and Morant couldn't finish it. And Golden State captures game one with Draymond Green in the locker room.
6: Man, one of those games where you almost don't know where to begin. Uh, so we begin right at the end the Warriors Escape FedEx Forum with a game one victory over the Grizzlies 117 to 116 John Dickinson from Memphis Whitey Gleason alongside as well eight at 9 7 zero what an incredible ball game first of all Whitey just both ways terrific terrific game maybe the game of the playoffs to this point. Uh, in the league, Uh, first game, or the second game, rather, of the the second round now onto the conference semifinals. But, uh, wow, between the Draymond ejection, and I know we're going to talk about that over the course of the uh, next hour, to Jordan Poole and Steph Curry in the second half, Uh, a couple of hustle plays from Andrew Wiggins and and Gary Payton in the second, and then Klay Thompson uh, making the big three and the Warriors surviving after he misses a pair of free throws, In the closing seconds, just uh, an incredible
5: two hours and 40 minutes inside
6: Memphis uh, here in FedEx Forum tonight,
5: Whitey. It felt like more than just a game one win. It felt like a real statement that the Warriors made tonight. I know Coach Kerr was asked on the podium about, you know, hey, how's it feel to win game one? And, of course, he downplayed it and pointed out it's nice to, you know, it means we're ahead and, you know, Memphis lost the first game of their last series. But when you look at what the Warriors did With Draymond Green ejected and the fact that the Warriors had 16 offensive rebounds and you look at GP2's uh, dunk and Clay's big three and Steph's stop on jaw at a crucial moment of the game. I think the Warriors did make a statement. The statement was, hey, Memphis Grizzlies, you're not playing Minnesota anymore and you're going to have to be a lot more buttoned up. If you're going to expect to knock us out again this year, we're not the team we were last year. That's another part of the statement. But you're going to have to be a lot better if you think you're going to get through us this year. And I want to ask you, J.D., as loud as that place got, we heard that on TV, how quiet was it uh, after the Warriors actually won that game? Yeah, you could hear a pin
6: drop because I think the, the sentiment in this building was that, that the Grizzlies played well enough in the first half to where they should have been up by more than they were. And then if you subtract Draymond Green from the equation in the second half, even though they were at that point only up six going into the intermission... I think the belief was that that they'd be able to take control and and put the Warriors away without Draymond. Didn't happen. 36-29 Warriors in the third, uh, and they wound up with the one-point lead, and then uh, Warriors able to build it all the way up to 10. You give the Grizzlies credit for continuing to to come back and put pressure on the Warriors and tie the game on on a number of occasions in in the closing couple of minutes. But, uh, yeah, I, I think... In the grand scheme of things, and we can get into the minutia, this is a big blow that the Warriors delivered the Grizzlies because I don't think the Warriors by any means played their best. They're Both teams frustrated with the officials at different points in the game. The Draymond ejection. I mean, you know, in real time, I, I can understand, and I and I mentioned this via Twitter. In real time, it just it looked bad, <laughs> and and so I I thought you know, immediately, like most people did. Well, that's going to be a, a flagrant one. But I can tell you from being in the building, I thought the officials got, I, I thought they got pushed a little bit by the crowd. There were a throw him out chants, and and it was an edgy kind of a crowd in here. And I think the officials got caught up and and made a call that. That they probably shouldn't have made in terms of in terms of throwing him out of the game in, in that particular situation. Uh, so, uh, grand scheme of things, though, Whitey, uh, Warriors deal a blow to the Grizzlies, who now do not have home court advantage, and now the pressure's on. Like I, I view this thing, like the Warriors could play a lot better on on Tuesday night. I thought the Grizzlies, you know, they they were up and down, played well at times, but that that's a that's a must win now for Memphis in this building. Otherwise, we might be looking at a, at a short series. So to me, immediately, this flips the whole calculus of, of the entire series with the Warriors being able to escape, escape shorthanded in the second half, and I think escape uh, with the exception of maybe uh, a Steph Curry and a Jordan Poole hot streak in the second half without really playing their best basketball.
5: What was really interesting to me about the third quarter was we saw something come true that we figured would come true in the third quarter. And you know, that was after Memphis took a lead into the locker room. And as you said, there there was a sense probably on their uh their behalf that we should be up more, but they had a lead. Draymond was out, third quarter. Wow, did the Warriors have a chance? Are they gonna be able to stay in this thing? And they outscored the Grizzlies in that third quarter. because the Warriors shot the ball so well and they were able to get Memphis into the half-court game. And we know they're not very good uh, when their offense uh, has to slow it down. So that's going to be one of the keys going forward. It was one of the keys to the Warrior victory tonight. I think the biggest single key, and I mentioned it already, just the Warriors were able to generate so many extra possessions um, you know, it's a little wonky, but a lot of people analyzing this series seriously looked at it and said it's a possession thing for the Warriors. You know, they're probably not going to rebound as well, and they tend to turn the ball over. So where are the possessions going to come from? And they generated a lot of second chance possessions tonight. A lot. That's going to be, I would think, the first thing when the Grizzlies look at this, they're going to say, wow, how, we can't let that Happen again. As far as Draymond goes, and uh, you know, it's, it's unfortunate when a player of that caliber is thrown out of a game of this magnitude. I will say, I haven't seen the play, I uh, wasn't there like you on TV. You know, when a player is in the air and someone grabs a jersey, it's a dangerous play. Um, it's certainly unnecessary, and I could see how you could argue it's excessive. I wasn't there. I understand your point that maybe the officials were unduly influenced by the crowd. I thought the well, foul itself was I mean, if you're Draymond, don't don't give the officials a chance to figure out if it's a one or a two. Why are you grabbing a, his jersey and pulling him down? So, yeah. I thought it was a very bad foul on Draymond's behalf. Yeah, they could have gone a one, but you don't do that and you don't put yourself and the officials in that position.
6: Number one. Yeah, you, you don't grab him by the jersey. And I think immediately it was well, wait a minute. He hit him in the head. At, yeah. you know, at first going right. up, and then he grabs him by the jersey and, and, in essence, throws him down. So so there's two components to that play. And so in real time and on first glance, even on the replay, I'm thinking, boy, that doesn't look good. And I even tweeted out in the moment, like definitely a flagrant one. I think he could get ejected for this. And then the more you watch it, you almost see – Draymond really wasn't throwing him down in the end he kind of realized I think the situation sort of mid play and and tried to almost keep him from hitting the ground by kind of pulling him back but I think at that point at that point maybe it's too late and even though the the head blow could be deemed inadvertent it it looks like it's two components there that are going against Draymond and then on top of it you've got a real heated crowd great crowd in Memphis that are that are you know egging the officials on and I think they took the bait a little bit and 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 threw Draymond out of the game uh, in in a moment where cooler heads probably should prevail as far as a you know to your point a player of that caliber
5: yeah and the Warriors Responded uh, incredibly in the second half because Draymond, I know his his numbers weren't great, but you know he was playing well. He was doing a lot of really good things for the Warriors. So for them to bounce back in the second half the way they did was incredible. And I think most of us thought if where they're really going to miss Draymond is at the defensive end. And, you know, they won by one point, but they made a number of very important defensive plays down the stretch without Draymond. So, again, that's another big part of the yeah. statement. Is like You just took away a guy who's kind of our heart and soul at both ends, and we beat you anyway on your home floor. So that's a tough one for the Grizzlies to swallow eight, nine five seven, nine nine five seven zero. That is the phone number to
6: give us a call or shoot us a text. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, Warriors wrap up here on ninety five seven. The game as the Warriors grab game one in Memphis, one seventeen to one sixteen. And you mentioned a couple of those defensive stops, uh, a couple with Steph Curry getting the big the big stop, yeah. and then Clay Thompson on the final play. But the play from Steph. Uh, you know, with John Morant talking uh, a lot of the night, Steph had his moment to, to talk a little bit in, in making that stop. And, yeah, it, it, Tim Roy, I thought, was all over it on, on his call that we played coming in. Uh, I was behind that play uh, where I'm sitting here at, at FedEx Forum uh, behind the the, uh, the Grizzlies basket was down on the far end. So I could see the whole thing develop, and it was a, it was a really sharp, quick play, and and honestly, as Ja Morant got the ball and decided to go, I thought he's going to get a layup, and Mm -hmm. he was able to be just, like, I thought they had the play, and he had the shot, as Tim described there on the call, but uh, Clay was able to push him just a little bit away from the basket to where the shot wasn't uh, totally clean, a little bit off balance, and uh, Ja misses it and the Warriors wind up escaping in this one with the with the one-point victory. Let, let's get to the phones. we got people that want to squawk with us. 888-957-9570. Let's start with Tim in North Carolina first here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Tim?
7: What's up, Jay? I absolutely love when you're on the radio, man. I'm just such a big fan, man. I love listening to you. I love you. the knowledge you bring to the game. I mean, I absolutely love it. When I hear J.D. on, I mean, I can't wait to call in, first and foremost. But uh, secondly, Jay, I just – I mean, loving to see these guys pull this thing out the way they did. I I mean, look, I know we're trying to compare the Warriors to this guy, this team, when they were up and coming. But, I mean, Jay, you got John Morant all out on the dance floor. I mean, like on a dance floor (laughs) doing an all-out dance in the first quarter on one big shot that Desmond Bain hit. You know what I mean? That was just absolutely amazing that these guys are that damn arrogant. And then seeing the referees, (laughs) Jay, I mean, tell me, I mean, talk me off of the ledge if you need to, but look, I was born in 73. I saw 90s basketball, late 80s basketball, 2000s, and I've never seen these kind of calls just called on on star players the way they are now. They just don't let them play at all, Jay. I I mean, uh, flagrant two on that. I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, he came down, hit him in the head a little bit, tried to keep him from hitting the ground, but that was almost ridiculous. And then to see, you know, I'm glad to see Clay hit that big shot to get us there, but missing them damn free throws, JD. What's <laughs> going on with that? Steph is Steph in his head all of a sudden. He missing his free throws. Clay missing his free throws. I mean, I mean, we got to give it up, Jay. Kaminga brought it. JD Poole. I mean, not JD Pool, but yeah, Jordan Poole brought it. I mean, we see these young guys stepping up and doing their thing and the veterans almost being the ones with, with the problem they face. When you're seeing, you know, Draymond getting kicked out and then jumping around like a buffoon, what the hell was that all about, Jay? I mean, talk to me yeah. a little bit on that. I mean, I understand you get kicked out. Huddle up with your guys. Talk to the guys. Get them some motivation to go, go close this thing out. But don't jump around the damn court. If you look at it, Iggy was trying to grab him and keep him yeah. from doing it. I don't know what that was all about. Maybe it's something for the podcast, but – you know, Jay, I, I, like I said, I love you, man. I love hearing you. I mean, I'm, I'm a fanatic in every meaning of the word fanatic. I'm in Raleigh, North Carolina calling to San Francisco to talk about the Warriors. So, and, and you know, I, I just really love hearing your, your thoughts on this, man.
6: Tim, thanks for the call. Appreciate the kind words. Uh, and, and we'll try and touch on as, as much of it as possible uh, as far as – I don't know what Draymond was trying. I think Draymond just thought it was such a joke that he was going to he was going to try and just, you know, may, you know, draw all attention uh, toward him in, in in that particular instance. Um, I, I Jordan Poole took the game over in the fourth quarter yes, at, he at the beginning he, I mean, he, he completely mm-hmm. he completely took the game over with Steph on the bench after Steph who You look at his numbers overall, not great. Did make 5 of 12 from 3, though, uh, but 8 of 20 overall, not a a great line for Steph Curry in foul trouble. Uh, I thought, you know, as far as the officiating, I thought the Warriors had a beef a little bit in the first quarter. I know they were frustrated with... With you know Steph getting into foul trouble and Clay getting into foul trouble and Peyton getting into foul trouble, like I, I, I thought as the game went on, it it, it did even out, and I, I thought the Grizzlies at times were as frustrated as as the Warriors were with the the fact that it that it was you know really evening out some, and you look at it at the end of the night, I mean, the Warriors did commit twenty five fouls to the nineteen. I know the play at the end. Uh, it is to me really unfortunate after Clay misses the second free throw and Peyton's fighting for the ball with Dylan Brooks underneath the the, the Warriors basket, and it did go off at of Dylan Brooks. Yeah. I actually give the official credit in this sense if he if he didn't know and he makes a call, he I think because he knew both teams had already used their challenges. He knew that there was no way it could be reviewed. So I I don't think he wanted to pick a side in that instance and clearly he didn't know because he he got it wrong, but to call a jump ball and, and essentially say it does at that point give both teams an opportunity to to get the ball which in in some sense and you may call me crazy, in some sense, look, they got the call wrong, but in some sense that's more fair than just picking one or the other and then oh, that sure. would have been the call. And Honestly, if he had kind of hemmed and hawed and given the ball to the Grizzlies, they would have had more time to, to maybe get a, a better look than, than they ultimately got. But I think part of that, calling it a jump ball, Whitey, was the fact that he knew nobody could challenge it because both teams had used their challenge. If it had gotten challenged, it would have been clearly Warriors ball at that point. Yeah.
5: Sure. And that's why that's what the rule is. If the official doesn't know, then you jump it up. And clearly he really they didn't know they got it wrong. But I I agree with you. It was certainly the proper call there. I'm glad Tim mentioned Iguodala because that was one of the more interesting things I noticed about Draymond when when he was, you know, very animated as he went off the floor. And I didn't notice it until they showed it, I think, going to commercial break in slow-mo. And you could see Iguodala in the back. And he was kind of reaching or telling Draymond. It appeared He appeared to be telling Draymond, "No, shaking his head, no, 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 no." Didn't matter. But it was interesting that Iguodala reacted in that fashion um, with Clay in the free throws. You know, it's what an interesting finish for Clay, right? He makes the big three, he misses the free throws, then he helps and makes the defensive play, helping because you know GP 2s chasing Jaw, and then Clay recognizing what was going on and helping just enough to knock uh, Jaw, not knock him but keep him from getting where he wanted to go and he missed the shot. Those two free throws, though, the first one especially, you know, we watch these guys for many, many games, many years, and you get a sense of their rhythms. And that first one, Clay, it was like he couldn't wait to let go of it. He was feeling it a little bit like, ah, he definitely was feeling the nerves. How long has it been since he shot a free throw that magnitude? So that's probably another thing he has to go through. I don't know if you noticed that, J.D., but to me, Clay got the ball. It's like he launched that sucker because he was feeling the pressure. Then missing the second one, too. Unfortunate, but ultimately, he made the big shot. Just another thing he has to go through here. And the Warriors did overall, despite those little foibles, they definitely had more poise today. I think their championship pedigree showed through against a Grizzlies team that's still figuring out, as we said yesterday, still trying to figure out some of the this playoff business
6: yeah and and they were getting crushed on the boards early you look up at the end of the game and the Warriors out rebounded the Grizzlies which was the first time they out rebounded the Grizzlies in any of their matchups this season in, in the yeah. fifth time that they've played and Huge they were key. getting hammered in the in yeah. the early early part of the game on the board and on the offensive board uh, at, at at times, and, and you look at the Grizzlies, I mean, they did have 16 offensive rebounds still, but the Warriors had 16 offensive rebounds. To your point, they evened that up. They they couldn't keep Memphis off the glass necessarily, Whitey, but they were able to get a few of their own to, to help extend some possessions, and, and, and I thought that was a, a big, big key.
5: Yeah, and uh, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr. had a pretty good game too, didn't he? It's funny because he I- I, I thought more, th-
6: I thought more Grizzlies played well tonight. I mean, I know Dylan Brooks was three for thirteen. Desmond Bain was three for ten. I mean, there are arguments to be made, but and and the Warriors made jaw work for it. But Jaron Jackson was terrific. He had the stretch where it was just. I mean, he's putting yeah. on a three-point shooting display, Melton. hitting mm-hmm. step-back threes. Yeah, De'Anthony Melton always kills the Warriors, uh, and and had fourteen. I mean, that. I, I it felt to me like. For more of the game, especially the first half, obviously, the Grizzlies were playing really well. The Warriors weren't. And it was sort of the one big run. They got the Grizzlies bogged down, had them playing from behind. But then I give the Grizzlies credit for, for fighting right back and getting the game tied. And it felt, once it was tied, like like the Grizzlies were, were going to be able to pull it out, to be perfectly honest. But the Warriors, whether it was a big shot, a big offensive rebound, a big stop, they made all the key plays. And, and look, I think this is a tough one for a, a young team in their building with the home court advantage. You feel like you're the better team. Draymond Green doesn't play in the second half. You've got the lead and you can't win it. Like that, to me, just flips the trajectory of this entire series uh, as far as the Grizzlies are, are concerned. Now, not knowing that, that essentially Tuesday's a must-win, and then you've got to figure out a way to, to win a game at Chase, which you probably were going to have to do anyway, and, and the Grizzlies have played well at Chase the last couple of years. Uh, but but I this the Warriors also can say to themselves, hey, we're going to play a lot better than we did today on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and as this series goes on, and I think have confidence in that and know that maybe that's a, a kind of a swing moment, a pivot point early in the
5: in this series, Whitey. Interesting comments from Coach Kerr after the game on Jordan Poole. Someone asked him about, hey, how nice is it to see Jordan Poole have a good game again after he struggled the last two. And Steve Kerr said, today's the rule rather than the exception. This is who we know Jordan Poole is. And as you said, he uh, and Jeff Van Gundy said on the telecast, Jordan Poole absolutely carried the Warriors at times. Uh, in the second half he had a spectacular game even though he came off the bench I think we both said yesterday yeah Poole's probably coming off the bench I don't know about you but I didn't think that Gary Payton the second would be starting today JD no it's interesting uh, we had Kyle Madsen on Warriors
6: live and it was it was something that as the show was going on it I will admit it did pop into my head as we were debating, would it be Looney, would he stick with Poole? I I did think it would be Looney, but it it, kind of popped into my head, a lot like the Steph Curry coming off the bench thing popped into my head for game one as we were doing our show leading up to game one, and I just kind of threw it out there like, well, would they do that? And and the reason is just the fact that the – Grizzlies have some players and and John Morant in particular that are that are tough covers for the the body types I think that 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 the Warriors have in their roster so so adding a little more defense right off the top I think does help mitigate uh, a lot of of what the Grizzlies do in in a couple of different ways so so that worked and and I would I would anticipate that 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 continues for the remainder of, of the series. Let, let's get a couple of calls here. Uh, let's go to Bobby in Oakland next year on ninety-five seven. The game, hey Bobby.
7: Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. That, despite the parking wreck level officiating out there, it was amazing <laughs> that we were able to win the game. You know what, Peyton? I'm gonna got call him out. This guy is incredible. I don't, I don't know. if he's six three or six ten? It's hard to tell. This rebound, he plays six ten. Balls, he plays six ten. Yeah, it's, it's, he's he's imperative to what we're trying to do. And Looney was on the boards, and I think that's what won the game—those loose balls and hustles. And I really appreciate what those guys do, man. I think if we went next game, I think the series is over. But we got to win next game. But a credible win, championship medal—I was really impressed.
6: Yeah, it's one of the games that you look back on if you do wind up in an NBA Finals or, or, again, we're a long ways away, but winning a championship, you think of Draymond went out, you figured out a way to win, in as hostile an environment as this was, great crowd, terrific atmosphere in this building. The Grizzlies, obviously, with the belief that, that they've arrived and that they're the better team, uh, but, but to be able to steal it, I, it felt like the Warriors stole it uh, in, in this one, uh, by by the way that they were able to get it done down the stretch, and and I'm I'm glad I'm glad Kevon Looney's name was was brought up because the the Grizzlies were were attacking the perimeter so much and de- defensively that uh, and I thought big big buckets for the Warriors were were at the basket because they were they were just over committing to the perimeter so much that just one quick pass to the inside would would lead to a layup, and Kevon Looney had a couple of those. Uh, you, so, you know, you look at Gary Payton, he had a couple of those, and it, it really was uh, – the, the Warriors, I thought, used the, the scrambling nature of, of the Grizzlies' defense to, to their advantage. And I think that, you know, as we start to look at trends for this series, Whitey, and, and look, everything can change, and each game's its own entity, but as I look at the Grizzlies – like, they did not defend well today. They, they had some blocks at the rim. They, they, they came over on some, on, uh, some, some drives at, at times, and they made some flash plays. But I thought the Warriors, as the game went on, really got comfortable with the looks that they were getting. And I, I think that actually bodes pretty well long-term in this series for the Warriors side of things if, if Memphis can't get that cleaned up.
5: Yep, it sure does. Also, Memphis had a number of those breakdowns where you got two guys looking at each other or two guys looking at a third guy, you know, those type of breakdowns that are embarrassing uh, at this level in a game of this magnitude. You're supposed to be there, and the Warriors took advantage of that. Kevon Looney was one of the guys who often was the unguarded man. And just if I made real quick, I know numbers are numbers, but to Bobby's point, Kevon Looney, uh, what did he play, 19 minutes? Uh, four of five took five shots made four of them uh, had six rebounds two of them offensive had a steal he just it's a typical Kevon Looney night you know when he has some wonderful nights like that where you look how do you do Ooh, he did he did better than I thought he was an important very important part of the warrior win and that's Kevon Looney ready to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done
6: let's get Gloria in San Francisco hey Gloria you're on Warriors wrap-up on 95.7 the game
8: Hey guys, uh, thanks for taking my call. Uh, this win, as a fan, was nerve-wracking. I, I, towards the end, I had to leave and go for a walk. I know that I shouldn't admit <laughs> that, but I had to. This was just too uncomfortable for me. But with that being said, the pedigree of of the Warriors came through. Kaban Looney uh, coming through, while Draymond got kicked out. Was was imperative, and big shout out to Cavon uh, and to uh, CP3. Of, I'm sorry, not CP3. Gary Payton, forgive me, Gary Payton Jr. Uh, they were critical in this series, uh, in this first game, and I thought that this first game had to be the game that they win, uh, because just they were riding on a couple of more extra days off than the Grizzlies, and if you were going to catch them today's game would have been the game to do it. With that being said, we still got to work on our free throw shooting. And as much as I thought that the Grizzlies were just out-rebounding us, we ended up out-rebounding them, even though it didn't look like it. And like you said, the poise of the Warriors, uh, the uh, initial onslaught of defense on on the Warriors' perimeter guys, when they do a step to the side or step back, or a pump fake, they were then able to get clear shots. They just have to start executing those shots. With that, I feel I feel so relieved. As a Warrior fan, I feel so relieved. And now I like to hear how Humble Pie tastes on the Grizzlies. Thank you guys for taking my call.
6: Thanks, yeah, Coach. well they're 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 gonna have to address it. Uh, it, it, and you know, if it, we'll see what happens on Tuesday. Look, it's if if the Grizzlies bounce back and win on Tuesday, it's it's game on as far as this series goes. And we'll see what happens in in San Francisco over next weekend. But but the reality is, Whitey, and I know I've I, I've said it a few times already. Uh, this series is all but over if the Warriors can win again in this yep. building on on Tuesday night. I mean, that's that is the the, the, the impact of being able to win a game like this. They can, in some ways, go for the kill shot on Tuesday night, and then come home, and and then it's then it's party time in in a way. Uh, you know, if you can come up two zero because you know the joint will be rocking on Saturday night.
5: To glorious point about free throws, and I know we talked about that yesterday. This is going to be a physical series. It's probably going to get a lot more physical. And I agree with her. It's going to be important for the Warriors to to make their free throws, and they're thirteen to twenty today you know they're capable of, of of better than that they got away with it we know about the two crucial misses from clay ultimately it didn't matter Steph missed another one which, which is like what is going on now so but I think they can they, they should be able to make free throws and I think they're capable of shooting even better they had a pretty good shooting game but we we know they're capable of better the better they shoot the ball again it gets back to one of the axioms of this series the better they shoot the ball the more Memphis comes at you in the half court and, J.D., one of the things I'm learning here is I watch the Grizzlies, and they have really talented players. They're a really good team. But you put them in the half court, and you know who and what's coming, right? Here comes John. He's going to try to get to the basket. They have some good shooters, but they're just a lot easier to guard in the half court. So as the Warriors continue to play better uh, and shoot the ball better, um, I think it really puts the onus on the Grizzlies here. This, As you said, huge game for the Grizzlies in the next game. They're going to have to find another gear that they may not have, uh, Cause this thing, this was more than just one one game. This was more than just yeah, we lost first game of the series, like against Minnesota. Because as I said, they're not playing the Timberwolves anymore.
6: All right, eight 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 nine 0. We got full phone lines here. Uh, we'll keep it rolling here and, and get through some calls. Uh, we do want to though. Uh, we'll pause on this for just a second. Actually, no, let's go ahead and do it right now because I don't want to leave it for the back end. I know we got to do our move of the game later on. So let's go ahead and just do our shot of the game right now, presented by the County of Santa Clara.
3: Grizzlies have a foul to give. Poole throws to Thompson. Pump fake, takes a step, takes the jumper. Got it! Clay Thompson with a three! The Warriors lead by one, 117, 116. The confidence of Clay Thompson to bury that shot on a night where he was five for 18. And
6: another one of those subtle plays where uh, Dylan Brooks couldn't secure the ball on, on the sideline there. And the Warriors wind up with the extra possession. And Clay Thompson comes through, puts the Warriors ahead. It proves to be the game winner. 117 to 116, the score there. 117 to 116, the final in this one. That's got to be your shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org or call. Two one right. Full phone lines. Let's run through them, Whitey, uh, and roll with Dave and Alameda. Dave, you're next here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. What's up, Dave?
4: Hey, fellas. Great show. You know, I'm thinking the two best teams. You got the two best players and John Morant and Steph. You pretty much got the two best coaches. This guy, Taylor Jenkins, you know, just coaching the G League, and now he's getting his shot after, you know, working with the, the uh, Spurs and whatnot. So, you know, I, it, me personally, I think that I think the series is going to go a lot. I think it's going to go seven, personally, in my opinion. I, and, I, and before the things started, I said it didn't really matter the first whatever happened the first three games because it's still going to go so far. But this was a great game. Clay hitting that big shot. I know everyone was real happy. I don't understand how he missed those two free throws. I think that coach and John Morant got a good look. Uh, it's it's crazy that John Morant went number two in the draft the year before we had Weissman. Because we could have had Anthony Edwards or you take your pick. You know, we could have – I think it's coming up into fruition right now where we could have had that number two pick playing in the playoffs right now, be a Wiseman or LaMelo, whoever you want to pick. Uh, Edwards, if we got lucky to get him. Uh, but it just shows how much talent we missed on having that young guy right there. Uh, hopefully Jason Kidd does well in the playoffs. You guys do well. See you guys later. Dave
8: is the best. Peace. Bye.
6: All right, thanks, Dave. Let's go to Robin in San Francisco next on ninety-five-seven. The Game. Hey, Robin.
8: Hey, J.D., how are you doing? So, doing well. Um, I got the last half of the game, uh, to be honest. I was in the car driving back from somewhere listening to Roy. At one point I just had to turn it off because I needed a simulator, I swear. I just couldn't take it. Um, but I'm just <laughs> watching this post-conference right now, and John Morant said, uh, uh, said to one reporter, they asked him, "Do you think that clay made you, you know, had an effect on your shot? Uh, it Seems like uh, he got he guarded you and made you go wide." And when they asked him, it went right to the plate, and you could clearly see it. And he said, "No, he didn't affect my play at all." So I'm want I'm calling you to ask you, what do you think? Did it affect him or not? Thanks yes. a lot, you guys. Bye.
6: It yes absolutely yes. did. And, and, Whitey, you're watching the game back at, at, at home in, in California, mm-hmm. and I'm watching it from right here inside the building. He 100%
5: impacted the play. It was just a great play by Clay to recognize what was going on, although, again, everyone knew what was coming, and he just helped enough, helped Gary Payton II enough to keep Jaw. If not for Clay, Jaw would have had just a straight layup right to Lay- the yeah. rack. Yeah, yes. so <laughs> it's not like
9: it was a it, it was ahead. a
5: perfect
6: yeah. play. I mean, it was a well-designed yeah. play that was they clearly wanted to go quick. Uh, they they got exactly what they wanted off of it. And it it was it was just well-designed and, and honestly well-executed up until the point where Clay forced him to the outside just enough to where the shot was altered.
5: Yeah, and it was—I mean, it was a nice play by Ja. He almost made it, but Clay, without Clay's help, he probably makes that easily. Probably makes that with his eyes closed. So Clay's defense there—I mean, it saved the game. All right, Akeel in Dublin, Akeel, you're up uh, here on Warriors wrap up. What's going
6: on, Akeel?
10: And man, I'm super happy right now—the win, despite the bad officiating. I was going to say, you know, that Draymond ejection—the the flagrant. It was a bad call, but now that I think about it, Draymond, he got away with a couple in the Nuggets series, and I feel like the refs had their eyes on him the entire time. They were looking for any reason to get on Draymond because he did get away with a couple, like the eye gags and a couple other things against the Nuggets. And even though I'm a diehard Warriors fan, I want to be, you know, I'm rooting for the Warriors, it was coming sooner or later. And, you know, in the long run, I think it's better to happen sooner because Delves came out with a victory, and I don't think it's going to happen again. So I don't know what you guys think, um, but glad it happened now rather than later on in the series if it goes to, like, a game six or possibly even a game seven. Take care, guys. Thank well, you. Well,
6: the, the one thing, and, and maybe the best part I, from just a, a talk show standpoint, Whitey, of the, the Warriors winning the game is the fact that we're not going to be talking – necessarily all day or for the next two days or the next three days about about the officiating because if john morant hits that layup i mean we probably got full phone lines till six Mm -hmm. o'clock tomorrow morning whitey with people talking about that
5: right right uh yeah there's an awful lot to talk about though and it's great that the draymond situation just one small thing to talk about today but that's to the worst credit that they were able to to overcome that but it's just great we knew this was gonna be a great series and i mean game one (laughs) is even better than we thought it would be, especially if you're a Warrior fan, of course. M-squared in Dublin. M-squared,
6: what's going on? You're on 95-7 the game.
0: J.D., Whitey, what's happening? Um, look, I, uh, I stood for three quarters of that game and was so angst-ridden. Um, like, I literally i am going to have to go take CBD right now because I'm just <laughs> wired up over that game. It was, it was a lot to handle. A um, couple comments. One, it was nice to see the Warriors go inside quite a bit, in fact. Um, using Peyton inside, um, getting Clay to the rim, uh, Pool going to the rack, you know, I've been really critical Looney. in the past of them. Just, yeah, Looney, thank thank you. Yeah, Looney, most of all. I've been so critical of them just simply relying on the three. Even when the three's falling, you got to keep them honest. And with that said, I think I talked to you guys last Saturday about this. I think it's proven that you know, even with Draymond back in the game, there's a place for Kaminga to play that baseline runner role where you can get easy dunks that he can get eight to ten points easy and keep Memphis's defense on their heels and from, you know, just sucking up on the perimeter. I think it opens a bunch of things up. So I'd like to see that. Um, with respects to Draymond, terrible call, obviously. I'm not going to belabor that point. However, I think. Draymond also has to understand to the other callers' comment, you know, he's a marked man. He's got to stop putting himself in these positions in big games. You know, the finals game years ago, this game today, there's just, he, he's, he's not going to get the same call as the next player. And then finally, I guess the other note I would make on this is, um, you know, Jackson Jr., what a game, but he's never going to shoot like that again in this series. Maybe not again in his life, but Bain and Brooks will, and the Warriors need to know that coming into game two. They're going to have a whole different set of challenges with those guys in Game Two that they need to be ready for. Go Dubs! I'm
6: out. Yeah, appreciate it. And just a quick thought here, Whitey, and is you know the Warriors were plus two and ter- I'm sorry, plus twelve in terms of two-point field goal attempts. I, I did the quick math on it. The Grizzlies actually outshot the Warriors from three. Warriors typically do not win. When they're outshot from three, uh, but the Grizzlies had a six-point advantage there. They had a five-point advantage at the free-throw line, but the Warriors hit 31 two-point field goals to the Grizzlies' 25, and that's a 12-point difference that, that wipes out the 11-point deficit, and, a, and it winds up being uh, a one-point victory uh, for the Warriors in this one. Let's uh, get one more call here before we break. Kai in Sunnyvale. Kai is up next here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's up,
10: Kai? Guy. How's it, fellas, and what a happy Golden State Sunday it is indeed. I just want to defend Draymond Green for a bit. There's a couple callers earlier who uh, criticized his annex after he got ejected. I've got to say that Draymond, we take all of his energetic facets, and we love it all. You know, he is a genius psychologically. He is the one that got into the fans' head. Yeah, he maybe went a little overboard with the Xanax, but we love him. He is the one that was in that hallway. When all the players after the game, the coaching staff first, he was high-fiving them all, even the players, everybody. He, he's got the energy that translates to these players. It was our defense today through Gary Payton, through Steph Curry, through Klay Thompson. What do you think that defense rubs off of? Draymond is the heartbeat of this multi-headed dragon that is our Golden State Warriors. You know, when they thought they had us down today, fire came out of the mouths of these players. Where does that come from? That fire, I say, comes from Draymond Green. We love him, good, bad, ugly. He's the one that's going to take you to another championship this year, along with all the other members of our bench and the team. It is a team effort, and it starts with Draymond Green.
6: All right, 888 957 9570. Thanks for the call, Kai. We'll, we'll quickly pause here. We got Dre and Doug and Bill and Sam. We'll come back and we'll get to all of you before 5 o'clock as the Warriors beat the Grizzlies. Game one of the Western Semis, 117 to 116 here on 957 The Game.
8: Call from mom. Answer it.
1: Call silenced.
5: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy.
3: Tap of the key off a screen takes another three. This one's gonna be short. Rebound bangs off the hand of Wiggins, who somehow controls it, turns it into a fast break. Curry, touch pass fool, back to Curry, left corner three, up good and a foul. He got fouled by Morant. The Warriors have taken the lead.
10: Now back to Warriors wrap-up on 95-7 the game. Let's not sleep
6: on Steph Curry in that third quarter because as much as Jordan Poole took it over at the beginning of the fourth when Curry was out, Steph took it over in the third and helped the Warriors uh, take that lead and and help to build that lead after they had been down by 13. And, and a big run in the first half, too. Warriors got down 42-29, and they were able to close the gap a little bit before the Draymond ejection uh, when it looked like the game was going to get close. So that key juncture in the game, in the, in the second quarter there as uh, as well. But, yeah, Steph in the third. Uh, you look at the overall numbers, and you, and you go, okay, well, maybe not not the greatest game, missed another free throw. I know we always talk about that, Whitey, but uh, it, what he had cooking in that third quarter was big time.
5: Yeah, I think that's where the Warriors won the game was the third quarter. Real quick, you look at uh, – I know someone mentioned uh, Desmond Bain. You may have mentioned it. Desmond Bain didn't have a very good game. I think he's a really good player, but clearly what happened to him – Uh, His soul was destroyed when GP2 dunked on him to make it 12-10. Remember that dunk on Desmond Bain? Oh, my goodness. Wow. That was incredible. And a quick note here. I know we want to get back to the phones. On the Draymond Green play, a lot of NBA players responded, reacted to that play on Twitter. Trey Young, I think, said it best. He said, you can't officiate the player, officiate the play. As A lot of NBA players feel like, hey, if that weren't Draymond, it wouldn't be a – flagrant too and I got a flagrant one on Dave and Alameda for ending his call with yeah. Dave's the best that that's a flagrant one and we may upgrade it we're gonna have to take another look at it
6: yeah it may be upgraded on, upon further review and I, I do want to get Dre and Doug yes. and Bill I, I also wanted the Whitey and, and we got to get to our move of the game as well in these final five six minutes I did want to get to the pool report uh, on the flagrant foul issued by the NBA as uh, Mm -hmm. DeMichael Cole of the Commercial Appeal here in Memphis uh, did get to go down and speak with crew chief Kane Fitzgerald after the game. So uh, DeMichael Cole asked uh, Fitzgerald, why was Green's ejection deemed a flagrant two? Fitzgerald says, quote, because the contact in total was considered unnecessary and excessive, which leads to a flagrant foul penalty two and ejection. Follow-up question from Cole. What did you see that made the call a flagrant two instead of a flagrant one? And Kane Fitzgerald, the official, says, quote, well, a couple of things. The first part was the wind up and significant Mm -hmm. contact to the face and then the pull down from the jersey grab and throw down to the floor to an airborne vulnerable player. That makes it unnecessary and excessive. That's what led to the flagrant foul penalty, too. So in, in reading that explanation, I don't think this is going to be one of those where the league comes out tomorrow and says, yeah, you know what? Uh, got caught up in the moment. Uh, the crowd was chanting, throw him out. And so we ran with it. I, I think, I think they, they're adamant in that response that they got it right.
5: Yeah, guy airborne, you yank on his jersey. You don't know how he's going to land. I mean, it is a very, very dangerous play. All right, let's uh, keep it moving. Dre and Lamore. What's going on, Dre? Hey,
4: Whitey. Hey, Whitey. Hey, J.D. Uh, Total team win, especially that third quarter. I don't blame Memphis for being cocky, arrogant. You got to do that to win. But I don't know what John Morant was thinking when he was dancing (laughs) in the first quarter like the game was over. And I'm with my man, Draymond. You know, I didn't think that was a flagrant foul. It definitely wasn't McHale taking Ramis's head off. But don't act like you're buffoon on your way off the court, Draymond. Keep it cool. Be real. I, I don't know what that was about. But besides that, the Warriors, total team win. I'm glad Poole uh, got out of his little slump. Hopefully he stays at it for the rest of the series. Thanks for taking my call. Go Warriors.
6: From Dre to Doug in Berkeley. Doug, we got about a minute for you. What's on your mind?
2: Hey,
11: thanks for taking my call. love your show. Uh, uh, amazing win. I think it's the best win of the year. Uh, what I have to say is this in response to the other callers. One caller said, I'm glad that we got that out of the way with Draymond early in the series. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? You watch the Warriors, it's going to happen again. Second thing <laughs> is, Draymond has to understand You have to understand. The phrase, you have to understand, means you understand. No, he doesn't. He just just doesn't get it. Third thing, one caller said Draymond ignited the team.
4: He's the reason that they
11: won. No, they won without him. They won because the rest of the guys on the court decided we have to pull in tighter, make fewer turnovers, play smarter because we don't have our spark plug. Okay? And finally, total team win. Yeah, total team win minus one player, Draymond. He's the heart and soul of the team. I love it when he plays. He's magnificent. But it's yin and yang now, and I'm calling him out when he does stupid stuff like this. I'm calling him out. It's, it's just tiring. That's what I have to say. Great win for the Warriors, minus Draymond Green.
6: All right, Bill in Campbell gets the the last call of the afternoon here on 95.7 The Game. What do you got, Bill?
2: Hey, J.D., Whitey. Um you know, I'm a psychotherapist, and uh, I totally agree with the, the last caller, and and the, uh, disagree with the guy about five callers before that. Um, first, if if John Morant makes that um, free that layup at the end, we're not talking about sweeping these guys. Give me a break. I mean, every one of these games is going to be like this. Number one, number two, with, with Draymond, I would I would trade him for Kawhi Leonard in a heartbeat, uh, and, and every time I hear even Steve Kerr or, or fans say he's the heart and soul of the team, Steph Curry is the heart and soul of the team. If Steph Curry isn't there for seven games and Draymond is, no way. that's not even close. I think the organization placates his behavior so much, it's, uh, it's frustrating to watch uh, the 73 and 9 team. If he could have just got off the ground and not got into it with LeBron, they're done. We we would have that other championship. And I just don't understand why that kind of behavior just keeps getting played up as um, not only okay, but uh, it motivates the team. He was in the he was in he was off the court the second half. The the, the team won without him. Let's keep that. Back. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it,
6: Bill. We're up against it a little bit here. We want to get to our move of the game uh, brought to you by Good Green Moving. Visit goodgreenmoving.com and download the free Good Green app today for your local and long-distance moving and storage needs. Go ahead and hit
3: it, Sterling. Four and a half minutes gone by. Curry has the handle. Payton sets the screen. Pick and roll. Payton goes to the rim. Goes up. Damn that! Oh, a left-hand slam over Bain. That could, le- that could leave a mark. Oh, my <laughs> goodness gracious. He just hammered that
1: home no hesitation he saw he had a smaller man inside it wasn't Jackson it wasn't Tillman and he took it to the task
6: my
3: goodness that just took the air out of this building
6: Yeah, and mm. it maybe left a mark on on Desmond yes. Bain as well for the remainder of the game as you pointed out Whitey uh, that the move of the game but I'm going to give Steve Kerr a quick nod for move of the game for putting uh, Gary Payton the second into the starting lineup didn't really see that coming was kind of back of the mind but that was, that was a shrewd decision and one that, that paid dividends for the for the Warriors in, in this one uh, this afternoon.
5: Yeah, and as uh, Steph Curry says, Gary Payton II is the tallest six-foot, three-inch man in the whole world because he sure plays like he's a lot bigger than that. Whitey, great stuff, my man. I know we're up against
6: it. Uh, we'll talk to you again uh, on Saturday. All right, J.D., enjoy Memphis. All right. For Whitey Gleason, I'm John Dickinson. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios uh, for putting together the show and cutting the highlights and getting everything done behind the scenes. Really appreciate it. Bay Area Panthers football coming your way next. Warriors grab game one at FedEx Forum in Memphis, 117 to 116. You heard it right here on ninety five seven. The Game.
9: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue.